0: Hey there, it's Dr. V from the exam room, and thanks for listening. So, welcome to the coronavirus infodemic. Based on misinformation, hype, and irresponsible speculation, people are absolutely losing their minds on places like Twitter. And doctors are part of it as well. Med Twitter is completely blown up over coronavirus. Every doctor in the free world is sharing every single link that they can find, every bit of speculation. A lot of doom and gloom, honestly, and a lot of nervous chatter about things that we can't control and stuff that our tweets will never change. Goes beyond doctors, of course. I opened Twitter last week to a guy with a quote unquote biology degree hosting an Ask Me Anything session on coronavirus. I stumbled on another thread where an economist, using some kind of cockamamie statistical magic, had conjured up stats on projected mortality. And the thread that followed was exactly what you'd expect panic, concern. But none of this is surprising, really. When you take a public health crisis and mix it with people absolutely desperate for traffic and attention, everybody suddenly becomes an expert. It's democratized media meets ego. Throw in the wild proliferation of scams that even Facebook can't control, and you've got a real shit show. And so, this is why the infodemic is potentially a bigger threat than the coronavirus pandemic. The infodemic is the viral spread of misinformation. It's a term that was recently adopted by the World Health Organization and was coined in 2003 by David Rothkoff in a Washington Post editorial involving the SARS epidemic. While the term has taken on a viral life of its own, no pun intended, it's never been more relevant than now in the face of the coronavirus pandemic. Because everybody has a platform and an audience. But it's important to understand that a platform doesn't make you an expert and an audience does not give you authority. Play those last two sentences back if you need to. And despite a hundred million megaphones blaring all at once, few in the self anointed role of influencer, that's an air quote, are in any position to advise beyond the buzzworthy basics of stop touching your face. And while it may not be popular, we also need to understand that the coronavirus expertise of physicians is actually limited. And a lot of docs really don't want to confess this. Of course, compared to the guy working his biology degree, I like to think that I bring greater authority to what I say and share as a doctor. But I need to be completely transparent about my expertise with coronavirus. I just don't know that much about it. But, like every other physician, I'm learning fast. In fact, most health professionals like myself understand only what the experts in virology, epidemiology, and public health help us to understand. And in all fairness, we do have the background to put it all together. Our expertise and the characteristics of this critter, however, is only as deep as what we read and listen. And that's okay for now. We're all learning. You know, I think situations like the coronavirus infodemic create the opportunity to think about how we should use and rely upon tools like Twitter. Personally, I'm uh, committed to kind of changing how. Um, using Twitter for the conversation around coronavirus. In fact, I've come up with four basic rules that I'm doing and committing to during the course of the pandemic to minimize the information overload that I create. I'll go through those four things with you, and I want you to think through which of these things can you do to actually help improve the signal that you deliver to patients and peers. So the first thing is I'm, I'm going to commit to avoiding the echo I'm going to try to say things that haven't been said a thousand times. I think there's a lot of echo going on around coronavirus and there's no reason for me to repeat things that have already been said. Secondly, I want to create value with what I share. Before I hit publish or send or tweet, I want to think about how does this tweet improve things for folks who are listening? How am I moving the chains? How am I making a difference? What am I adding? How am I adding value? Am I just listening to myself talk or trying to be cute? So I want to create value. Thirdly, I'm not going to politicize the coronavirus pandemic. I see this happening all around me and it's making me crazy. And honestly, there are a thousand things that I can think of that this administration could do better right now, but now is not the time to really bring that up. Finally, I'm going to listen more than I talk. My grandmother used to joke that I have two ears and one mouth for a reason. And I think, honestly, there are a lot of people who would benefit from that advice right now. I think we're all anxious. We all want to narrate and speculate and be part of the conversation. But sometimes sitting back and listening is the best thing that we can do. So situations like this infodemic create the opportunity to think about how we should rely on tools like Twitter. So hopefully that advice will help you. I think as public physicians, we have a responsibility to ensure that the COVID 19 information we share and create is both correct and measured. We have to be careful about what we say and how we say it. This has always been our responsibility, but somehow it seems to be just so much more important right now. And as important, the public bears the responsibility of being careful about who they listen to and what they believe. I hope you enjoyed this and. uh, Now go wash your hands. This is Dr. V from The Exam Room, and we'll catch you next time. Thank you for joining us in The Exam Room. If you like what you heard here, please rate the program, review us, or let folks know about us. And if you have any really cool ideas that you'd like discussed here, please feel free to let us know. This has been a Touchpoint Media production. To learn more about this show and others like it, please visit us online at touchpoint.health.